Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye. And I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And if Reese and Lincoln are watching, I love you. And uh, tonight's subject is going to be on filters. But before we get into that, we are going to discuss okay. the Mayan. The Mayan, as always. It is 5 ik, and that's I-K, and that means the wind. And it's about communication, taking command of your voice and communication. And as well, spirit command. Well, the spirit tends to be in command of us, mm -hmm. but nonetheless, and not exactly. That's true. But the spirit is very powerful influence on us. The uh, body, mind, spirit trinity that everybody is forever reciting, and very few people really do understand uh, that the three elements of us, body, mind, and spirit, are in a relationship with each other, and one pair will outweigh the other as, uh, as, as things go on. So in our society's movement towards ascension, uh, the spirit will be the actual uh, mechanism by which it becomes more possible than it is now. Yeah, that's true. And today is guided by Ak, which is the dog, and it's the faithful usher from this life over the bridge to the afterlife. Mm -hmm. And so it's a day of loyalty as well. And they want you to hold that up. Oh, hold yeah. Hold up for a minute. And today in mine <coughs> is I... Empower in, in order, order to, to communicate. communicate. Commanding breath. I seal the input of spirit with the overtone of balance, radiance. radiance. I am guided by the power of heart. Yeah, so guided by the power of heart's a way to live every day, actually. Mm -hmm. And we humans have a much more loving heart than we imagine. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, well, it's what filters are about. It's about time to put yeah. the filter, well, use your heart as a filter. Yeah, and that, that gets into the topic of tonight's show. And what we mean by filters is everything that comes into your awareness goes through what we're going to be calling a filter. So we're just defining the terms tonight. It goes through a filter of everything you've ever experienced and everything that you believe about the situation. So for instance, your boss comes and says, give me that file. If everything in your filter says that people are always abusing you and taking advantage of you, then that probably will trigger some emotional cascades mm. when the boss asks for these yeah. papers. Well, one of the things we're going to talk about is the nature of filters and how it affects us in very many different areas of our life, but also how to change your filter in any given situation so that you can see it through a different lens and therefore have a different response to it. And it's something that I feel what we are offering tonight is something that can profoundly change your life if you take advantage of it. And you know, we've, we've talked too that not everybody hears us. They're not quite at that place, or they may hear yes, here, yeah, yeah. or they may hear it and it's superficial and it doesn't sink in until later, but this would be a good night to really listen and to record well, it. Well, let's start with the idea that your beliefs create your reality. So if your filter is so clogged that the reality you're creating is negative, well then the show is especially aimed at you if little life's things keep, you know, that we, you have the idea that uh, uh, the coffee will be bitter. You know, you have the idea. Or the and food's going to be bad. Right, or, yeah. and that's a filter item. In other words, um, 
another person could sit down and the coffee won't be bitter, the food won't be in any way other than just gourmet, absolutely divine Or food. whatever their filter is. Yeah, whatever the filter is. So clearing your filter is a very important thing to do. And as you were saying, the filter is based on prior experience. And once you're, uh, and it goes in a cascade fashion. In other words, um, once something goes wrong, okay, pardon the word wrong, but once something snafus, there's a word, okay, once that happens, then you begin to place your attention on the idea of it happening, and then it happens because you placed your attention on it. And so then you get this very clogged filter by virtue of continuing to place your attention on the idea that something will not serve you well. And then it just builds and builds and builds and builds when that's all it takes to change that. Yeah. So the first thing we want to say is when I count to three, you will wake up. One, two, three, awake. Wake up. Yeah, definitely do that for yourself all the time. We talk about uh, people hypnotizing, you know, like any advertisement you hear on television, the person's voice, Billy Mays, Billy Mays. Yes, this is exactly what you want. And if you don't want it, there's something the matter with you. Okay, oh, really? Yeah, and gone like that. Well, because. Well, be, before well, go we. Go ahead. Well, I guess we could just talk about that first, uh, about, about that idea. The thing, our filter really does tell us how to relate to the world. And, and we'll apply that to hypnosis since you brought that up. We're taught that there are certain authority figures in our life that we are supposed to listen to, everything. And filters really are about incoming things and they're about outgoing things. But let's take, for instance, the authority figure. When we're growing up, it's usually our parents or something like that, or a teacher. And eventually, we're supposed to then grow into being our own authority figure. But what we tend to do, we never are weaned in this, in this uh, world, or at least in there's this no culture. There's no ceremony, for sure. There's no ceremony, but th there's nothing. I mean, the driver's, as Robert Fulgham says, getting your learner's permit of the driver's license is about the closest that you can get to something, like that rite of passage. But we really are not weaned. So what we tend to do is, like in psychology, we, we, it's known as transference, where you take that, uh, reliance upon that authority figure and we transfer it to anybody else that will take it whether that's our bank in the form of getting a loan from them or our employer and often our employer does become the next generation of parent and authority figure only there's one big thing the, the employer doesn't love you and so you're opening up in that same receptacle and therefore you're competing for the approval of this authority figure at work and so your co-workers become your siblings to have the rivalry with and it acts out all the time and sometimes we'll get all the way to 80 or 90 years old and we're still putting that authority figure outside of us so simply by changing the filter that I am now my own authority figure it changes everything all of the sudden the uh, authority gets back down into its natural dimensions with your boss and it's not an authority over everything and there's one and only one authority figure on this planet and that is y-o-u if your boss says get on the plane and go to bolivia you are the one that tells your legs to go to the airport walk up the uh, gangplank is that the word uh, and, and you, you are the only one that makes you do anything. It really looks like other people do, 
but it's one of these bold-faced, filter-based lies. That was good, wasn't it? Okay, uh, and you don't have to. You make your own decisions in the futures. When we read books about futures, when we look at the idea of a more advanced society, you cannot order someone to kill someone else. Very easy to do in this world. You it can is. just subconsciously yeah. trick them into doing it, as is evidenced yeah. in the media. But I mean, if any, back in the old days, you know, everybody had integrity, principle, uh, character. Well, that's the way the entire world worked. There was uh, there were locks in existence, but nobody locked their house because why would I? Nobody would come and rob me. It's, and it's not just <coughs> because you have nothing to steal. It's because nobody would do that because there was somehow mankind has forgotten that we're all one thing. You wouldn't act against another human being because you would know that was you you were acting against. This idea of revamping your filter system is essential to the process of becoming more ascended, more aware, more of what we have the potential to be. We all have a brilliant and good heart. Even the most evil of us still have within them a good heart. And it doesn't anything other than, I call upon your good heart, look at you. Well, and it is and true that everybody acts out love as, as they believe it to be. So the idea of the filter is our view. You can think of it as eyeglasses. And whatever is on this eyeglass is going to be superimposed over what you're seeing and what you're witnessing. And that is why it is so critical on your spiritual path to go into yourself and clear that filter, to go in. And that's what the whole journey here on Earth is really about, is learning to understand yourself and going inward without any kind of guilt, fear, doubt, worry, anger, hatred, judgment of any kind, and see yourself very clearly. And what you see is this pure radiance of love. And the more you clear your filter, which is done through many, many different ways, I do it one way, working with people, or several ways, and you might do it in another way, and the next person might ways. do it another way. Mm -hmm. But really, it's about clearing your filter. And it's not about getting stuck, oh, I did this wrong, or I said this over here, or I did this, and, and just leaving it frozen in time. We grow from every experience we yeah. have. So why wouldn't the world grow? Why wouldn't our perspective upon the world grow? That brings up an interesting question. Let me ask our audience if you would like to call in and tell us what do you do? We'll probably name techniques perhaps in a moment. But what do you do to clear your filter? What do you do to get the gunk out of your system? What do you do when someone dumps negativity into the field, you know, like at, gossip, you know, like at work? So you had a well, number come, of stories and I, I had I've, a number also. Yeah, I, I've come up with a new word for gossip. Toxic. That's very true, yeah. Toxic. It's a new word. Because the toxin spreads. When someone speaks poorly of someone else, you more than likely believe them because we are looking at, that's a symptom of a clogged filter, by the way, wanting to believe that when, when someone says so-and-so is blah, 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 and you want to believe that, your filter's clogged. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. Okay. If someone says, speaks ill of someone else, and you think to yourself, well, how do I know? This is like being tried through the media. This is, you know, there's, there's absolutely no fairness in speaking negatively about someone else because you don't actually know. And the odds are the person 
who's doing the speaking against is themselves so <clears throat> fatally clogged in their filter system that they are going to spiral downward. Don't get on board with that person. Don't believe that because they talk ill of someone else that they actually know. As a matter of fact, if you're talking ill of someone else, what I can tell you for a fact is that you don't know. I can tell you that for a fact. That's not a question. And you're talking <clears throat> about yourself. That's another entire mirror in there. And I think a lot of gossip gets started because people are hurt. They're emotionally yeah. hurt, and they don't know what to do with that emotional hurt. So yeah, they, they sure. attempt to trigger and push buttons outside of themselves so the situation blows up and, and the air gets cleared. So I think that if you see people gossiping, just seeing it as them being hurt and maybe talking about, well, like let's say someone says, so-and-so is such a such-and-such, just say, well, it, it looks like they've hurt your feelings. How, how do you feel about that? I mean, we don't have to go heal everybody, but I'm talking about if this is someone close to you yeah, or yourself. True. And find out, well, what is underneath that? And usually it's a fear. It's, it's a, a dominance always, always that someone is trying to exercise because they feel yeah. less. And we had a very interesting conversation on the way here along, these, uh, along this line, and I'd like to continue with gossip as well. And that is the idea of the alpha. Oh, yeah. When alphas. occasionally, and I think we all realize that, that we all have areas where we feel maybe that we are the authority or the alpha or whatever. And if someone's leading a group or they're teaching a class, they, they really are an alpha in that situation. And for, for um, people in the class to be, try to become alphas and talk over the teacher or to attempt to, te to railroad and teach the class themselves, that's really an exercise of dominance for alpha. So in, in given situations like that, we will have demonstrations of alpha. But on the topic of some people just generically or as a rule tend to be alpha. Alphas are an interesting phenomenon. If you put two alphas in a room, they, one will not survive. They will no longer be an alpha. It's really that simple. And I have to say that's incredibly boring and not at all interesting. So if you put, um, as we said, if we're teaching a class and another alpha wants to dominate in the thing, personally, I'm always saying just let them do that and then uh, because they'll show. The, the thing about this show and about Mary and I and what it is we do, uh, we're looking for a teacher. This has been close to 20 years. I haven't found. Well, a couple. Ross. Yeah, Ross is, yeah, Ross is a good teacher. Okay, and once in a while I can read a book. And once in a while, I can find an audio yeah, tape. Yeah, we find some. Yeah, and we here. do talk about it when we find other beings who are teaching us. We do. OK, we do name our source. And uh, uh, the thing you can tell about these people that have read a book, they are never going to say, well, I read a book on this subject, and that's why I'm doing this seminar. That's just ridiculous. You don't have any experience. You have a bunch of catchphrases, but you haven't lived them. This is the thing. Well, so two alphas will go ahead cancel each other out. Well, that is true, because there's always going to be a vying for dominance. Uh, in the animal kingdom, and I think I was talking about this last week, we either have the growls or we have the barks and, and that kind of thing. Well, we humans are that way as well. We will, at any, I think someone had written it as um, the quote one time is, in any exchange between two people, there's always a vying for dominance. And 
often it's in the volume of the voice. Have you ever seen people in an office and they walk up, hi, Fred, and the other goes, hello, Bill, and it just gets louder and louder to the point where you're covering your ears. And there's a dominance in body language and, and verbiage, or verbalness, or our volume, rather. And I think that when we clear the filter of our fear of being less than someone else, we don't engage in those primal instinctual exchanges anymore. And that's called ascension. That's called yeah. rising above it. Yeah, and we're all very capable of doing this, but there's no modeling, not much at all, ever. Mm -hmm. And we have our first caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? I go by the name of Kenza, but my birth name is Francis. Oh, hi, okay. Francis. Yes, how are you all? Good, good thank good. you. How are you? I'm very well. Oh, I'm grateful. But something pulled me to this channel. Oh, I was hi. watching the X Factor, and they went <laughs> on a commercial break, and I don't know how I was pulled to this channel. Ah, because we're the nth factor. <laughs> yeah. This, well, this I'm, glad you, I'm glad you tuned us in. This yeah. program is about assisting our viewers to become ascended, to become more conscious, to become more aware, to be greater than we are. So do you have a question that you'd like to ask us? Well, that's the thing. Um, my life is going in a very interesting manner right now. Okay. I am highly conscious. I'm a highly conscious person. Mm -hmm. And uh, there have been some very spiraling situations that are, in my opinion, brought upon by myself because everything good, is good. in the universe. However, I am a good person. I'm a good soul. So I'm curious for the trials that I've been encountering lately. Well, what is going on? Well, very What's good. I, I think step number one, you, you are indeed conscious just to recognize that it's your own creation. Now, obviously, it's not always our own creation overtly, straight up, but it is on some level. And that seeing everything is a blessing, then I think um, that is like yeah. a huge step forward. Because then you're looking for what is the blessing rather right. than resisting it. Yeah. So you use the word trial. I believe you use the word trial. Could you change the word to education? Okay. Okay, and you are seeking this education in order to become a more advanced person than you are. Okay. Okay, even after death, there is nothing other than education. People that graduate from school think, oh, I'm done, I'm done with that now. Yes, no, there is no point. There is not a day that goes by that I don't remember something, that I don't get another piece of the puzzle, that there isn't another placement. So you decided to create this spiral out of, in my opinion, boredom. Okay. Now, on the show, uh, we talk about thinking in trinities. Everybody talks about bipolar thinking. It's good, it's bad, it's good, it's bad, it's very boring. Okay. So in thinking about trinities, there's the um, trinity of human creation. Okay. So the trinity of human creation starts with a spark which triggers a process which then ends in boredom. So you had entered the boredom state and in the spirit coming in, the inspiration coming in, was this spiral. And then you said, well, what if I tweak it this way and it starts to go in a chaotic sort of way? What will I do then? You snap your fingers and you pull it back in, into the memory that it is your creation 
and that you decide that this thing will vanish by its own weight, just cease to exist, and then you look for some other game to play. And we yeah. do this all the time. Do you feel like sharing something that has yeah. happened? Maybe we could give you some insight. Yeah, um, I moved from one state, Connecticut per se, to Virginia or to this area. To, uh, and, welcome. Yes. Thank you. And um, since I've been here, I don't know if I'm not in the right part of the hemisphere, but, and I'm not blaming, like I say, I'm very conscious. Very good. But I've, but I've been, it's just been like one downward spin after another. I just got terminated for me mistakenly putting my foot off the uh, aircraft. I'm a, I used to be a okay, pilot. Okay, well, let me say something. It's just a strange, so I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's many things that have been happening. And a friend, the friends who a friend of mine who always seems to feel like it's like a love hate, like she doesn't like. I mean, I'm not going there. But the, she recently, the first time in my home, she's happened. It's it's a weird. There's certain things going on that I, you know, you talk about the pieces I created. Yeah. However, they've gone so haywire that I'm wondering if all of them are my creation. Well, let's put it this way. Okay, if we. Go with the topic of the show of being filters. Now, let's yeah. say right now the filter, your worldview as you see it now, is that you do have creative power over your life. And one of the things that people go through when they first start really realizing they create their own reality is they get into, um, by believing they create their own reality while still being anchored in the blame reality, is then they start blaming themselves for how their life is going. Like, oh no, what did I do to deserve this since I'm creating my reality? I should have blissful things all the time. And so they'll create things in their life that may not seem as blissful so that they can get over this idea of good and bad, which is really the next step along the way. So your filter right now says, I'd like to believe these concepts, and for the most part I do, but what about these strange, odd things over here when something happens that is not pleasant for me. So I would ask you right now to just imagine changing your filter. Pretend like you're putting new glasses on. And let's say the new glasses see it as whenever you don't see a road to this incredible, amazing place filled like an oasis in the desert of all of reality, that when you don't see a door, these certain things happen then what kind of wonderful oasis would these things be taking you to? This, like losing your job, moving away. If it was rather than, uh, see, I personally think that some part of you may be questioning certain decisions you've made that led you to here, and that this is really showing you that you're questioning those decisions. But I really yeah. would look at your filter and say, if I changed my filter, and I no longer believe this and this and this, and I believe that I created everything and it's all, everything in my life is something I want, that I choose. Where would this be taking you? What glorious place? So this is the spiral, as the spiral of doubt, just to put the terminology in there. And again, one, two, three, off, okay? And to remember that you are in charge of your reality. And we, we have said this, and, but that remains the truth of the matter. 100% of everything that happens is on your side. Um, everything that happens in your life is your idea. That statement, everything that happens in your life is your idea, is called free will. Everything that happens is on your side is called evolution. 
So you're talking to us also about the idea of evolving. And we are also saying that, yes, however, you're in charge of it. And that's the place where the mustard is cut, or whatever that expression might be. That you, again, resume charge of your life, take charge of your life. You are in charge of it. And you just, just <clears throat> thought creates and where you place your attention grows. So if you keep placing your attention on what's going wrong, more will go wrong. So just one, two, three, shut that off and place your attention on, well, everything is so magnificent. You know, if, if I don't know if you said you had come here for a job and it didn't, I don't know exactly what you said, but whatever that is, it's on your side. So if you're here and you're totally free, oh God, could you have asked for more? I mean, well, certainly you could have, but you get my point. Are you yeah. still there? Yes, I'm here. Oh, good. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, did anything come to mind about changing your filter angle? Well, this is a great thing. And thank you so very much. You both are so wonderful. Ah, thank you. Thank well, you. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, think about that and keep watching and call yeah. in and you can always call in all the time. come down to the show. Yeah, and we're on telepathictv.com, by the way. It sounds like you're watching on a TV, but if you go back home or uh, if you don't have a TV, but you do have a computer, just telepathictv.com. Dot com. Yeah, and there we you go. can watch the show, and, and there's tons in the archives on YouTube, and there are many in the podcasting on iTunes as well, but you can download the audio and fill up your iPod with them mm -hmm. and listen to us until you start talking like us. <laughs> yeah. uh, until, but uh, thank you. You are, you, it's true, you are a very evolved person, and the point well, of our program is to get we the human race, the next ratchet up, Indeed. and the ones after Indeed. that. And that's what it's really about, about mm -hmm. clearing your filter. Mm -hmm. Our filter, um, I, I'd like to, to just do another angle on the idea of a filter. Sure. Because a lot of people get, get advice from other people, or other people are lending their advice, whether you're asking for it or not. And a lot of people go for readings. And I have heard many, many stories over the years oh, of well, I mean, yeah. of people going for readings or or having a um, an interaction even with a psychologist or just a friend giving them advice, and we think, like I was saying earlier, that we've transferred this authority figure not onto ourselves after we grew up, but onto other people, strangers, and we'll walk up to some complete stranger that maybe has a title as something, and we we lay our authority right at their feet, and then we are open to all kinds of things. And I, I would like to clarify that does not be, mean being open and receptive. What I'm talking about is laying our authority at someone's feet so that when they give advice, we no longer run it through our own authority before we metabolize it into our life. We, we uh, just take it without any kind of scrutiny from ourself or at, at all. So remember, every time, including right now and everything you hear, Anything you hear from someone else is coming through their filter. It's coming yeah. through their filter. That does not mean you mistrust it. That doesn't mean you put up your defenses. All that means is you go in there with more knowledge. And you know that. And the counselors that are really the best, the best any kind of counselors, are ones that really listen to you and they hold the mirror. They clear their filter enough. And honestly, I really do work on this when I work with clients. 
is I get out of the way to the point where I no longer even have an opinion about what someone is saying so that I can see the clear truth that, that they are looking to have reflected back. Because anyone else is only going to reflect your truth to you. And if they're reflecting their truth, then it is through their filter. Anything that feels uncomfortable is somebody else's truth. So know that you can trust and rely on people you are giving authority to, but you are the authority figure in your life. And it reminds me of the time we were driving on the road and, and it was all backed up. And those turnarounds, we said, let's turn around. And I started to, and it said, authorized vehicles only. And I went, oh. And Neville says, authorize yourself. So I authorized myself and turned around. Yeah. But it, is, is it really is about, about the, it, these filters. And that's how people hypnotize other people, is they see someone that is ready to lay their authority down in someone else's lap, regardless of what kind of a clogged filter that is. Well, and that's the attractive part of it. If you, someone else takes responsibility for you, then when it all blows up, it's not your fault which has got to be, what is the word for that, lame? Yep. Uh, no, no, the word's insane. <laughs> that is as nuts No, I'm as with it you gets. on that one. I'm yeah, with you 100%. That's just ridiculous. You know, we're going to elect a president, okay? And then if everything goes wrong, well, we have him to blame, but it's each of us individually. Our life is what we tell it to be. It has nothing to do with anything else. It doesn't have to do with who's in or not in office. It doesn't have to do with the market, with the weather, with the, it has to do with what we decide about our life. Please pay attention to this. We are our own authority. If everyone was their own authority, well, we'd be a lot more telepathic. <laughs> and, and I agree, we would want someone else to do the leading of certain projects, yes, okay. But if we were all our own authority, this would be an entirely different planet from the one that it is, and we would have a, a, a what is the word, spaceship. We would have a, a device that would allow us to pass dimensionally through space instead of inching along in the void. We'd have a lot of things we don't have now. Well, you can look, and I would let everybody take this moment to look over their life to see where you give up your authority, is it, did you transfer it to the bank? Is it always money issues with you where there's always an indebtedness to something? And why I'm saying it's so important to look at where you turn your authority figure over to is because that tends to be where we have this quote unquote need for another, another being. If the bank starts representing itself or if you allow that through your filtering system, for the bank to be your new parents, well then, you're not gonna wanna be abandoned by your parents, so you may keep yourself in debt so that you always have that connection. If your authority figure is your minister, you may never really spiritually evolve because you want to be a disciple at someone's feet because that is the parental relationship that you're craving. We have to really go through and look, where is this? Is it our boss? Is it like parents giving you allowance? Is that where it is? As long as we have an unhealthy attachment to these authority figures in our life, you know what's going to happen is we're going to give our power over to it repeatedly. And that's going to be the problem, quote unquote, area in your life that you're going to constantly be struggling and resisting against. If you transfer that power back over to you and then all of a sudden you see the world as a conveyance of the angelic realm of love with 
with yeah, arms yeah. around you all the time. If somebody else is holding your authority, half of you may feel comfortable like that's mom and dad, but the other half is fighting against it tooth and nail and screaming to be free of it. So what happens is you turn your authority figure over to your partner, your, your husband, your wife, and then you simultaneously cling on to them and the other half is clawing to get away because it's an unhealthy attachment. All right, I'm Excellent. off my soapbox. Okay. Next. <laughs> so the idea of um, installing or cleaning your filter or installing an Uber filter, one that, that won't corrupt nearly so easily, uh, can be done in a number of different ways. The next time that you pass through a door, you just pass through a door, uh, say that uh, when and I have passed through this door, that me on the other side of that door will have a clear filter, will not be... Uh, and it's a human nature, at least the humans we've been brought up as. You know, the, uh, in 1961, um, um, uh, I got a flat tire. Okay, fine. So to this very day, that's a little program. Okay, gone. Say bye-bye. That's simple. But we keep looking for the past to repeat itself, but it's not possible for the past to repeat itself because every experience is a new experience. The basis of any addiction there is is that you're going to have that same experience that you had the first time. The first time you tasted uh, something sweet, first time you smoked a cigarette, first time you whatever, okay? And so the entire thing goes downhill very rapidly. Um, a clog filter and addiction are the same thing. Your filter is clogged because you keep running the same programs that didn't work to begin with through it again and again and again. Well, that's and, true, yeah. yeah. And, and you have... And, go ahead. I forget what I was going to say. Uh, there was an... Um, I'll come back to it. Go ahead. No, please, don't... don't. I don't remember. I don't, I don't wish to be a villain for you. You're not You're, being okay. a villain. I well, just don't remember what... Uh, there was, I don't even remember what I said to begin with. You know, this is this all comes from someplace else. I know, else. I yeah. know. It does for, for everybody. And we have our next caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, Mary. Hi, Neville. It's Kathy in Pennsylvania. Kathy. Yay! Hey. Hey. How are we doing? We're doing really well, and I just want to say thank you for your show. I really am identifying very well with what you're talking about this Oh, evening. good. Well, thank you. I, I wanted to say that um, it took a... Uh, what I thought at the time was a catastrophic um, occurrence in my life to determine that I didn't even know I had filters in place <laughs> to um, know that I needed to do something about them. And mm -hmm. I'm happy that I have finally peeled away all the layers of the bad filters and I'm finally living life, and I know that if I can do it, anyone can. Oh, oh very yeah. good. Yeah. Thank you. What, what a beautiful, oh, yeah. beautiful way of saying that. I know you. And I, I j just keep going and, and keep helping everyone get to a higher consciousness, because I know with your help, I have. Oh, well, thank, well, you, thank you, Kathy. We love That's you so nice much. You thank say. you. Yeah, you just thank had you a so birthday much. recently, so happy birthday. Yeah, happy, uh, happy birthday. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. Yeah. Well, another thing with clearing filters. Yeah, thank you, Kathy. That was that was really yeah, wonderful. Excellent. Yeah, it was a lovely phone call. 
We love, uh, call in any time, by the way. Anybody call in any time, this is good. Well, um, yeah, we were talking about clearing filters and I just mm -hmm. jotted something down that I thought might, okay. might be a visual is clearing filters, first of all, involves self-honesty. You cannot clear anything unless you're willing to be self-honest. Mm -hmm. So honesty requires no judgment, otherwise you wouldn't be honest, right? And no judgment requires self-acceptance. So really, the bottom line to everything is self-love and self-acceptance. And what Kathy was just saying, when everything falls apart and everything crumbles, your self-judgment is, is like this little house of cards that sits on top of something. <clears throat> when everything is just completely knocked down, then you have to accept it. It's like, it's like once you have that bottom line self-acceptance, all that other stuff becomes possible. And you have to get out of the right and wrong in order to get there. Yeah. And you can't blame if there is no right and wrong. Years ago, we defined, um, I think in the first language codes book also, the depression, what we don't understand about depression is that you gave a command for your life to shatter. You gave that command. You would remember that you gave the command, but if you do that, then you'd have to take responsibility for the life shattering. So depression occurs after you've given the command for your life to shatter in order that you build a completely brand new life. What happens is you don't build the brand new life, you lament the old life, and then you fall into this spiral. Okay, so if you would go so far as to take the very first step in building the new life, the depression would vanish instantly. Well, that's, that's very true, and, yeah. and I've lived that. I've worked through depression a number of times, and mm -hmm. I do agree with that. It's just action. It's just making a decision. Make the decision. But the exactly. nature of depression really comes when we have anxiety, or if you have an emotion like a grief, a pain, a sadness that is so large that you feel you can't process it, the circuitry in your body literally gets tripped like a, like a um, circuit breaker. And that's called depression. Everything gets depressed. It's trying to quiet it down. There's a, something that overrides your current systems, your natural system to push this thing out of here. First we have a feeling, and then an emotion moves that feeling through us, energy and motion, emotion. So if we have sadness, or if we have this feeling of, um, of uh, not being loved or whatever, sadness will try, attempt to push that out of us. But what we tend to do is take some suppressor to suppress that sadness when the sadness is the catalyst. And so whenever I feel bad, yeah. I think of it as coming out. Mm -hmm. So if it gets to be too much, then a depression comes in and dampens the nervous system because it cannot take that much anxiety. So uh, I think the stress that we have in our everyday life is also causing the mechanical issue of depression, which is then a, a um, diminishing of our serotonin, which is a neurotransmitter that carries the command that we're happy throughout yeah. our brain. Well, as you've said for so long, your emotions are truly on your side. Mm -hmm. And to get around to recognizing them as on your mm -hmm. side will clear your little filter for you. It will blow it out well, clean. They, they also bring so much yeah. information. And another word for filter is um, programming. <clears throat> Uh, we get programmed by life's experiences, and uh, it's in a way positive, 
you know, emotionally, it's positive because we will remember because it is our nature to have an experience and then uh, <coughs> gain knowledge from the experience and then wisdom from the knowledge and then that results in evolution. So the, uh, and it results in evolution. And so the idea of the emotions uh, being on your side is uh, looking at them with a clear filter. In other words, without the programming, since we've had negative experiences, anything that reminds us of the negative experience sets a cascade into effect where you are likely to use your unbelievably powerful power of placing your attention on something. And because you've had a negative experience, then you place your ex attention on the negative experience, and then you recreate it. And that's not very bright, but it's very common. Mm -hmm. and, and when you've done that four or five times, you are then addicted to it because you're making yourself wrong, and that's the guilt involved in it by making you wrong for the experience, and then you get this little spiral. So one, two, three, and you are awake. And really do do that. That's, uh, the snapping the fingers gets the body involved in it, but to wake up, anytime you can realize you're having a fear you, uh, it's, it's, we've done this for years on the show, if you can realize you're having a fear, you're good, okay? But all fear is untrue, it's not real, it's not happening, it's something that did happen, perhaps, or, but it, or something that could happen, but it is not happening. As you're falling down the steps, you're not afraid, you're having the experience of falling exactly. down the steps, yeah. And, go ahead. Yeah, well, before we get too far off of the clearing filter and the programming, mm -hmm. um, and I agree with that, I've always said that, that you don't have that fear until you've already hit and landed and then you think, what just happened? It always exists, fear is always outside of the moment, cannot exist in the yeah, moment. Yeah. <clears throat> but we were talking about those beliefs and one of the ways, and we've, we've, for many years, we have not done it for a while, but for many years we did, we taught the class consciously creating your life. And if anybody's out there that's gone to it, you know that it's a, it's a powerful thing to mm -hmm. reprogram. So one of the ways to clear the filter is through affirmation. And I would just like to take a moment and present my uh, latest creation, Excellent. which is the Chakra Affirmation Deck, which is available now. And you can see it, you can order it online, or mm -hmm. you can just see me or whatever, but um, just letting people know that there's more information online. But essentially, our beliefs create our reality, we know that. Or our beliefs um, create our way of thinking. Our experiences create our beliefs, and our be beliefs create our thoughts, and our thoughts create our beliefs. At any rate, what we're thinking all the time becomes solidified in our life. And so there are many ways that we can clear that, reprogram that. One is through affirmation. The brain does not know really what's real, or, or the body and our consciousness. I probably picked the wrong time to start this because it's the duck. Okay, never mind. We can continue after the duck. Bring on the duck. There we go. And here's All Elliot, right. our duck dangler, who has recently and graduated. Yes. In film mm -hmm. and production of things. Yeah. Surrender. And surrender well, doesn't mean one. give up. That means stop resisting because yeah. it's going to be what it's going to be and resisting it. Allowing. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, and I got wisdom, wisdom, which is what we were just talking about. Ah. The experience brings wisdom, but when you become really wise, you don't look to recreate a negative experience. Mm -hmm. In fact, you you can just, and it's not there. Mm -hmm. It really Very is good. the wisdom. Very good. Yeah. yeah, it's the wisdom, and that's the thing that every moment will, is, every moment's gift is wisdom. Mm -hmm. Okay, so just to finish this up real quickly, these are called chakra affirmation cards, and there are like, I think it's eight cards per chakra, and it has an affirmation. Mm -hmm. and so when you pull one of these, it gives you the actual antidote to something that is a program running in your head or in your consciousness mm -hmm. that is not conducive to moving you forward. Excellent. So I thought all the callers that call in tonight for a regular reading, I would pull one of these as well Excellent. for, for people to um, have an affirmation to work with. Mm -hmm. And each chakra really can be seen as an information center that governs different aspects of our life. So these, these affirmations are very carefully uh, plotted to different uh, energy centers. And that is the box right there. And so I will pull a card and hold that up when people are calling in for mm -hmm. readings. Excellent. Okay. So do we have... Uh, we do. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Nope. No. Okay. Um, oh, ready then? Well, yes. Okay. So you were talking about... Um, I know that kind of got very disjointed. I had a whole little talk. There yeah. are a number of different ways you can use the deck. And uh, I still have my inner wisdom cards and my spirit animal cards online. Mm -hmm. And soon to be out um, online is my relationship guidance cards excellent. and the decision card, decision mm -hmm. oracle, for those oh, times excellent. when you're looking for a yes or no type mm -hmm. of a thing. Yeah. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Jeanette. Jeanette, what Hi. can we do for you? I'd like to have a reading. My life's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's when you just call that junk, 1-800-JUNK, and just start all over again, like when you're... Okay, so the first card we get is a breakthrough. Obviously, like we were talking before, when it looks like things are falling apart, it's good because you're building something new. And this is a breakthrough, not a breakdown, which is good. And it's teaching you something. And now's the right time to take advantage of opportunities that may show up in your life and reach out and allow yourself to receive them. I think sometimes that's difficult for you because you're a strong person and you think receiving is makes you vulnerable or weak when in actuality it does not the giver and the receiver are always gaining equally so it's important to to know both sides of that scale this is talking about moving into directions that may not be solely your idea they might be other people's like directions your mom or your dad might think is the best thing for you not that it's wrong or, or a friend, maybe. Not that any of that's wrong, but it has to really be your choice. Okay, now I will pull a chakra affirmation card for you. Now the one I pull is the one that is the most pertinent, and be open to it and carry this affirmation. And you say it a lot, because what we're doing, every time you say something, th this affirmation is a vibration that's up here, and the old thoughts were vibration that's down here. And so this new vibration will call higher vibration things to you. And it is the third eye. And um, I'll see if it's going to get a close-up and I can read it right there on screen. I recognize my intuition and trust what it reveals to me. Now, by you saying that, what we're literally doing is changing your filter 
from, oh, I can't trust what I get, which is probably what goes on in our head all the time, to I recognize my intuition and trust what it reveals to me. And then you would work with this mm-hmm. for and until you feel like you're done. And yeah. then you will be in that state. Uh, so thank you. Those cards are excellent. Why, thank you. A few weeks ago, we, uh, on the show, we redefined the word future. And the word future is defined as trust. The word future is trust. Mm-hmm. We live in a golden age. That's and we very do. true. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hello? Yes. Uh, hi. I'm sorry. I was so involved in listening to him. Uh, I've called earlier, but I wanted to ask if I could get a reading. Is, is it possible to call twice? Oh, sure. Sure. You've done it. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. I will pull some cards and thank you. And thanks for continuing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The, this is the card that you can see it's a person kneeling and there are all these flames and the things are flying off. What that really means is the programs that other people have laid on us, like we're not good enough, we're whatever. This is really saying that you are now ready to throw away some of those external authority figures like we were talking about and really start to know yourself. So if people are walking away, that's, that's a good thing. Not because those people are bad or wrong or that somebody is quote unquote negative and is going to bring you down. What it is talking about is you just don't vibrate together anymore. And this is an interesting card. It's really the past lives card. And it can talk about recurring cycles in your life and it can also talk about running into some people that you have known before. And we all have that. Where For me, it's like something about a person's eyes. When I look into them and they just look familiar to me, you may be meeting someone like that or more than one person. And they're going to help you to take off the sheep's clothing and be the king of the jungle. We also walk around with the identities that other people expect from us or project on us. And it's time to set those down as well. And your affirmation card is the solar plexus. And this is one that I wrote for myself many years ago that helped me greatly. And so I wish the same for you. I give up control so that I may find power. And it was the biggest thing. I I kept it on my computer. I, I wrote these things on pieces of paper and hung them on the wall. I give up control so that I may find power. And so... Yeah, control is not a real word. Everybody gives away their power to control all the time. Yeah. It's a completely false premise. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Uh, my name's Todd. Todd, Pop. what can we do for you? Well, I'd like to get a reading from Mary, but I also wanted to say something about the depression you were talking about. I've had it for a while, along with some ADHD, and I've actually found it to be very enlightening. It's almost like a tool that I've used to help me see life from a different perspective. Yes. And I'm actually really happy about it. If that sounds weird or not, but no, it's not actually been a really cool tool. Uh, yeah. You know, that is brilliant. Thank you for saying that because I feel exactly the same way. It makes you live in the moment, doesn't it? It, it does. It's like nothing else exists. I remember one time putting a bumper sticker on my car, and this was back in the 80s. I was in a depression, and it, and it said, have you hugged your kids today? And I was going through a depression at the time and I remember this so clearly just pulling the backing off and putting it there and I thought you know sometimes it feels good it keeps you right in the moment okay yeah, it does. so it does. so thank you for that and yeah. let me pull some cards for you yeah I'm also I'm at a point where I'm at a kind of a crossroads in my life so it'd be interesting to see what comes up excellent yeah, okay 
Well, this is the card of success. And it's interesting because the three cards are really like a trajectory, not necessarily distinctly past, present, and future, but it's illustrating a movement. And what that says is you have that success within you and that whatever you choose, you're going to be okay. And I think that that's why you're at that crossroads now, so that you can just give up this idea that things could ever go in a negative way for you. There's something about you. There's something you came in with. You've, you're really a special person. And I know we're all special in our own way, but there, there's something that you're to be doing. And I would just trust things as you go forward. Okay. Now, this card is the politics card. You know the politician that tries to please everyone and no one gets pleased? Yeah. Everybody's upset. Well, this is saying, number one, it's important for you to be honest with yourself about what you're looking for and expect honesty in others. And I would look for honesty to be your guide here. If you're walking in this direction and somebody says, yeah, yeah, I said it was going to be $43 an hour, but it's really 42 uh, whatever that is, if there's something that was not done in full honesty, I would let that be a guide to walk the different path the other way. Okay. And then talking about changing, you are there are, is a lot of changes going on now, and I would trust the mechanism of the change to help guide you and steer you. And let me pull a chakra affirmation. I'm, I know that our time is here. Okay, oh, no, we, we, got, got lots of time. we got lots of time. Okay. The throat chakra, I take joy in my self-expression, and it doesn't matter who hears or sees it. Somehow I feel like saying that affirmation is going to be at that crossroads, too. Is your crossroads um, employment, like opportunities? Is he still here? Nope. Okay. And do we have another call? Okay, another call. Okay. Oh. All right, so those are excellent. I'm just... Um, being amazed at the depth they uh, contain. It's really well, they do excellent. awaken some things oh, within absolutely. if you're really open to it. You know, they can be whatever. Another way to use the cards is to separate them into the seven chakras mm -hmm. and then pull a card from each one to get an affirmation that. Because oh, what, a, what a lovely way for yourself to talk to you mm -hmm. in the antidote instead of calling attention to the poison or the whatever. Non antidote. No, two minutes? No, no, yeah. Okay. okay, well, I'll pull. So, well, we're going to be a Ruby Tuesdays after the show, if this is indeed Thursday night as opposed to any of the reruns, rebroadcasts. Uh, in Fairfax Circle, Ruby Tuesdays in Fairfax Circle, if anyone's out and about and would like to join us, do come. And. Uh, do we have any futures we're offering here? I've begun uh, no, I haven't gotten again. the calendars up mm -hmm. yet, but let me pull a card for everyone. Okay. Uh, and this is important. And uh, no matter where I am or what I do, I am on, I am on my sacred path. So mm -hmm. just know that. I don't care where you're doing, what you are. Our caller earlier, Francis, that was um, talking about not sure. No matter where you are, you're on your path. Oh, always. Yeah. Anyway, the chakra affirmation mm -hmm. cards. So it was fun to use them on the internet. Yeah, internet. absolutely. And absolutely. we're down to one minute. And I've begun painting again, and one of these weeks I'll show us some of the new paints, paintings. And I've got a whole um, starting to form into its own genesis, which is interesting to watch from a certain mm -hmm. point of view. And let me see what else. We'll be offering palmistry again soon. I'll have Face all that reading. posted in the, yeah. in the near future. We Stuff hope like that everybody that would yeah. love for everybody to come out.
and everything is just all right coming. what was our joy and honor to take you to the door and you're going through it so would you just act like it quit fooling around our ascension is happening it is it's compared to even 10 years ago you know 40 years ago we would always ask people uh, what percent of your reality do you create and now everyone at least um, parrots back uh, 100 percent and now the new question is how often do you realize you're creating 100 percent of your life and we're back to the beginning again but there'll be a point at which we all realize we create all of it Thank you.